hey, 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 it is Tailgate Talk. What is this? Season 10, I believe. I, I, I did, guys, talk to sports director, Redeemer Radio sports director, Sean McBride. The Velvet Frog. I like to call him the Walrus. And the Walrus told me he believes this is season 10. I was a little ahead of myself last week. So, folks, season 10, now episode 2. Here we are, week 2 of high school football. I'm Casey O'Boyle, joined by David Canary. How are you, folks? And Brent X. How's it going? Excellent. Guys? What a week, Casey. What a week. Well, it's 2020, right? Should we expect anything different? Cats sleeping with dogs. It was just upside down. Every, Big on expectations. It was kind of cool. Everything's everything's upside down, no doubt about it, and especially this first, of, first week of the season in the SAC. To me... Two big things stand out. We had the two big upsets, which I'll talk about here shortly, but we also had a lot of blowouts. For our local bishops, they were on both sides of those blowouts. David, why don't I start with you first, the Bishop Dwinger Saints. Hey, Dwinger, uh, t- typical Dwinger. Um, one thing about them, uh, they, they came out, Wayne, a, a new coach, uh, some graduated seniors. Dwinger kind of got after him. Lytle, uh, he was just scrambling a little bit, but he got he got some passes connected. Sioka was on fire, was c- catching everything he threw to him. Dwinger just lit it up, got yep. up early, and kind of cruised in the second half with the clock and the rest is history. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that game in the next segment, but that was a, a, a nice little snapshot for sure. The Saints look good, 35-0, and then they put them away 35-12. Brent X, not great news to report right out of the shoot for Bishop Bluers, but I'm sure you saw some good things too. What are your thoughts about the Knights? Yeah, you know, uh, after last week, I predicted Lures to win. Well, you said they'd be in they'd the be fourth in quarter. It. You know, I thought I'd see a little bit more. Special teams killed them early, but obviously we'll talk about this later in the game. A lot to work on. Yeah, definitely. Momentum really hurt Bishop Lures with a young team playing a 6A power like that. You have to get off to a good start. The Knights did not with a turnover, a couple penalties, huh. and they just went backward from there. Of course, the two big upsets, guys, I'll wrap this up. Northside playing Snyder 47-17 over at Spuller. And my goodness, Deuce Taylor, 378 yards, five touchdowns, both school records. Unbelievable. One of the one of the best passing performances I've ever seen. Casey, he threw a couple of those on his back heel, and they they were on the uh, feathers dropping in. Just it was unbelievable. He was dropping dimes, throwing across his body. He it it was a ridiculous performance against a quality program, no less. The other one, of course. Northrop Bruins upsetting Homestead out in Homestead's uh, territory, 25-21. But the Spartans were missing several key starters, including their top three returning tacklers on defense. We, we talked about that last week. Remember what I said about Northrop taking the next step, though? And I think they did that. That was a great step up for Northrop. Well, when we come back after these messages, folks, we will discuss these games a little bit further in depth, plus a few others in our Week 1 recap. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Tailgate Talk. Football fans, this is Casey O'Boyle joined by David and Brent. And we're going to discuss right now week one recaps. We touched on it in the opening, some of these uh, upsets, some of these blowouts. Why don't we go ahead and start with the Bishops. Brent, I'm going to go ahead and go to you right away. Let's just pull the the Band-Aid off and get the scab (laughs) to heal in the right direction. It was a tough one for the Knights. We thought it potentially could be because they're a young team. Carroll is a seasoned team with a lot of starters back. Jeff Becker, one of the best quarterbacks in the certainly in the northern half of the state, and things just didn't start well for the Knights. I don't think with a young team or any team for that matter, but especially a young team, that you can start any game any worse. When you start the opening kickoff, fumble, 
at the 10-yard line, give Carroll a touchdown pretty much. Yep. And then you go three and out, and you got a punt return for a touchdown. Now it's 14 nothing with a minute 30 into the game. Before anyone got and their these popcorn. Are, you know, yeah, they're sophomores. They're juniors. I expected a different outcome, but... When it starts like that, it's really hard to get back on hey, the, hey, on the Brent, track. Hey, Brent, to Lures' credit, when they were down 14 nothing, Lures played such good job on defense. They had they were stuffing Carroll. They had Becker on, on a – they were get, going to him on third down. He was – he had like – he's broken play. He got 16 yards, and it, then – go ahead from there. It was no, just, no. I, I liked what I saw the defense, actually. They gave up 47, but the run defense looked better. The pass rush looked contained at times, but it's really hard to contain Jeff Becker – Anyways, but there were signs, some good signs. And I like that sophomore, Davon Doty, who caused pressure. They blitz him a lot. I like to see him kind of disguise his blitzes a little more. And I like their secondary. Tackling needs to be worked on. No doubt about it. And that was a, a something I heard echoed talking to coaches all throughout the area. Tackling, tackling woes, and that's to be expected. Do you think that with lack of practice time because well, of COVID, question. obviously? I think that's part of it. I mean, we hear that early in the season every year anyways. That's always one of those things. Wow, we just didn't tackle well. Dra- guys dropping their heads, out of position, taking bad angles. But I heard it across the board from teams that won and lost. Dave, let's talk a little bit about the Saints. 35-12 over Wayne. Uh it really wasn't that close, 35-0. The Saints did not run the ball, though. Well, 52 yards rushing, only 2.2 yards per carry. That's got to get better. No, Casey, I, one thing I noticed on the stats for the leaderboard, there is no there is no rushing, no, no rusher leading for Dwenger. And, and when you think of Dwenger, you think of that big offensive line. I know they had some guys out, but and we're not going to make excuses. We never do. Next man up. Next man up, and other teams had the same issue. So, But they didn't have a rushing game, and that caused them to go to the, the – he flares out, and he's on the run. The passing game was great, but guess what? That's not going to save you against good quality opponents. I will say, watching the film of that Dwayne Wayne game, Wayne's front seven's pretty good. I pretty thought good. the same thing, Brent. They're and decent. Lures is going to have their hands full this week with them. Well, and good and, point. And hold those thoughts because we'll talk about that later as well. But Wayne, talking to Sherwood Haydock, he flat out said, "Hey, we we were committed to to making sure they just didn't run the ball down our throat. They did some different things in terms of loading up the box, and on the back end, there was some." openings there, and Dwinger exploded him, especially Brendan Lytle. He's a three-year starter at quarterback. The kid is poised. He's going to find those openings. And then you mentioned at the top, Dave, Rocco Sioka. Oh, Six catches, 129 yards. What a what a debut for him to, to kick off the season. And that Dwinger defense, Casey, that's always the trademark of Dwinger, and that kept him in the game, and it's solid, and it always starts out better than the offense does. But I think Dwinger's defense is definitely strength of the team. Yes. Brent, you have a thought? But you got to remember – I, I know, no hate on Dwinger's defense. Oh, no, They're no. always good. But this is a new head coach, a new system, and a short summer. I expect to see growth, and I, I like what he's doing. He's trying to shorten the games with his young team and run the ball. Big Smart. power sets and run the ball at people. He, You're no, talking he being talking sure about Wayne. Hadock. Coach Haydock. He's yeah, talking okay. about Wayne, yeah. Sure. Well, we'll talk definitely more about that and what you expect to see this week as the Generals better, and Knights uh, play one another. Uh, let's talk... Northrop, North, Northrop, and Northside's upsets. Again, Northside beating Snyder, forty-seven to seventeen. It was the worst loss by a Snyder football team against a city opponent since nineteen eighty-eight. That's going back. And Brent, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. We talked about that passing performance. It was amazing, but maybe talk a little bit about some of the other elements of, of Northside. Well, first off, you asked me last week if not, or if Northside had a chance, and I said, with Deuce Taylor, you always have a chance. Yes. He showed up. He, like 
Dave said earlier, some of the throws he was making with the pressure in his face were unbelievable. I didn't think they had the skill around him. They showed up. They did. They got a great rushing attack that is not being talked about, which I think could be huge. Hassan Lambert. He's outstanding. Number six. And another thing, they have a new offensive coordinator, too. Ben Johnson, former Lures coach. And I think he's bringing, you know, a little spice to that offense. I think Deuce Taylor is looking good in it. Yeah, Ben Ben Johnson was our coach of the week. Oh, the uh, game night, yeah. game night, and and what a wonderful job he did. Granted, Deuce made anybody look great last week with some of his throws. I mean, they were – he had a highlight, a season's worth of highlight reel throws in one game against a really quality opponent. My whole thought was on the Snyder game was if Snyder could get pressure on Deuce with their front four without blitzing, they'd be in it. And you know what? They did. They got pressure, but they couldn't get to him. I don't – like you said, Brent, he threw off his back foot. Dave noticed as well on film. It was – Unbelievable how Uncanny. he was able to throw strikes from virtually every angle, and he made literally all the throws. Well, another thing, any good quarterback, especially a D1 quarterback, you look at him in the pocket, and he sets his feet and he steps up. His pocket presence is unbelievable. If you watch this kid play, when he takes pressure, he will back up, but most of the time he avoids the pressure. I like watching And his eyes are always downfield. Always. And he knows exactly where his receivers are going to be. It was impressive what what they did with Jordan Turner, uh, Ronald Collins III, Adrian Sewell. This, This team is really, really good. Dave? Let's talk Northrop real quick. The uh, the Bruins, 25-21, you've already talked a little bit about I know you watched that film. What else did you see besides <clears throat> Homestead missing some key guys on defense? Well, I'll tell you what, Casey. What I was impressed with about Northrop is, I and we talked about taking the next step, they, they have three linemen, number 73, the left tackle, 59, the right tackle, and 52, uh, the I think the left guard. Dave Those, just does, for, for our listeners at home, I Dave do just does numbers. He's sitting in his uncle's chair, Dave, yes. the godfather, Dave X. So yes. forgive us. We'll just do numbers this week for Dave. Well, I can look their numbers <laughs> up, but Casey, but I figured you knew my topic. What, might are, throw what are their names, Casey? Go we ahead. might throw them out. Go ahead. They got see on the spot. No, what I noticed about Northrop was they don't give up. They stayed with it. They were in good condition. What I was trying to say was these three guys went both ways. Who are you talking about? Well, they have linemen that go both ways. Which team? Well, we're talking about Northrop right now. Okay. And I also liked their running back, number 34, Cohen. Yes, did a Demarius great jo- Cohen. Yeah, did, he ran. I think he ran for two hundred plus yards, and he, he he broke loose. He did a phenomenal did. job. Two hundred sixty-two yards yes. Dave, on how many carries? Thirty-seven. Yeah. A school record. But Casey, him. what was be- the best thing about it was he was at the very end of the game. They had to get two yard. They were fourth and two. No offense to Northrop, their kicker is uh, a walk-on freshman. Missed a couple. He'll P- come back. PATs. Well, that's fine. But guess what they went for? They aren't going to be kicking field goals to win games. They're going to be going. It's four down territory for yeah, them. Finish a drive. They went for a fourth round. He was getting tackled in the backfield. Then he got hit the line of scrimmage, and then he then he broke three tackles and went for a touchdown. That guy got better as the game went on. Northrop is a much improved team. Yes, they are. And lastly, the other game, we only have a couple seconds here. Concordia 37-0 over Southside. The Cadets, the best defense Tim Manicles had in his 12 years there. Negative 35 yards offense for Southside. Yikes. Negative 35. Yikes. On a beautiful, picturesque night. And I tell you what, I saw Southside in their scrimmage jamboree over at Spoiler two weeks ago. They did some nice things in that scrimmage. I was shocked by those numbers. But we will talk more about the Cadets' defense in a later segment. Right now, we've got a couple quick uh, messages. When we come back, our Tailgate Talk time machine, we have a special guest, former Northside coach Ryan Hall. Locally and family-owned for 35 years, Tim Didier Meats has built a reputation for fresh, custom meat orders. If you'd like that special cut of beef for your next gathering, Tim Didier Meats can help. 
prime rib, filet mignon, and Tim's own special ground beef made fresh daily can be ordered within an hour's notice. To place your order, call 260-482-8400 or find them on the web at timdidiermeats.com. And welcome back to Tailgate Talk. Now it's time for our first Tailgate Talk Time Machine segment of 2020. And we're really pleased to be welcoming former Northside coach Ryan Hall to the program. Coach, welcome to Tailgate Talk. Hey, thanks, Casey. Thank you guys uh, for bringing me back. It, it brings back a lot of memories. So well, I appreciate the, it. we appreciate your time. We, we certainly know your name. Fort Wayne area football fans know Ryan Hall. And uh, during your coaching journey here in Northeast Indiana, specifically in the SAC, right now you're at Fountain Central, your third year with the Mustangs. That's a a school down near Crawfordsville. Uh, Coach, I have to ask you, what has it been like navigating these uncharted waters uh, in this era of COVID? I mean, this has to be a difficult situation for a head coach. It is. It's tough. You know, we, you, you tell your kids you're almost living, well, not really living, but you're, you go day by day of what's going to happen next. It's almost minute by minute. Uh, you know, our summer was cut really short. Um, we weren't allowed to do anything until after the moratorium week. So we, we hit it in July, uh, three days a week. Um, and we were fine. We had no problems. We got everything installed in July. Nobody got sick. Uh, two a days was great um nobody got sick we were doing we were following all the rules and everything uh we got a scrimmage in we, we played really well in our scrimmage our kids were pretty excited uh then we were getting ready to play Southmont on a friday and tuesday or wednesday one of our kids went to the doctor and thursday he was positive so uh, we had to get we had to quarantine the whole team the, the day before you play and uh, that's probably the toughest thing i mean nobody wants to get quarantined but for kids and coaches the day before you find out you can't play and uh, it was pretty tough. So, uh, so those guys have been out for. They get to come back Tuesday. Um, and then we we'll get four practices in, and then we'll be able to play our our week three opponent on Saturday afternoon. So, it, it's it's something nobody's ever been through. Obviously, uh, it's tough for our school. It's tough for the state of Indiana. It's just tough for our country. It's. Uh, but you got to go go with what people tell you to do, you know. So the kids are like, "Isn't there anything you do about this, Coach Hall?" And I'm like, "Nope, there, I have bosses too, and I'll just follow <laughs> guidelines." <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's been a difficult journey these last uh, five and a half, six months for for really everybody, and we're just happy really? here at Northeast Indiana that we're playing football. Yes, we've had some some games get canceled already, but you know everybody's trying to keep the train on the tracks and plow ahead, which is great news. Coach, I'm going to turn you over to Brent X, former Bishop Lures assistant coach. I remember you having some great teams at Northside, especially 2011 and 2013, where you beat Snyder. What was it like uh, refocusing those groups the week after a big win against Snyder? <laughs> yeah, it's always tough. You know, um, we wherever I was at, we always tried to build our team up to whoever we thought was the toughest team in our sectional. You know, we never really you know, put a lot of stock on winning the conference. We put a lot of stock in if you can get out of sectionals. And being at Northside, Snyder was in our sectional, and they were winning the sectional every single year. So we did, that was kind of our, our barometer level was we wanted Northside to be able to compete and beat Snyder. So it was like the Super Bowl for us when we would play them. And you're right, you know, after you would beat them, uh, you're like, okay, what's next? And, they're, you know, they're teenage kids, so there's a little bit of a down the next week. But um, – there w- wasn't a better feeling because um, 
I don't know how to put it, but a lot of people in the city never thought we could ever, you know, compete, let alone beat a Snyder High School. And uh, to be able to do it was was just a great feeling. And I'm sure the Northside kids and their football program uh, – felt that same way uh, this past Friday. Well, Coach, I, I'm I'm sure the sideline Swami might have predicted one of those upsets or, or victories, <laughs> but I'd have to go back uh, in the records and look that up. <laughs> I don't know about that one, Casey. I'd say no. I want to look that one hang up, on. but I don't trust hey, it. Hang on. Uh, Ryan, I'm uh, for those tuning in just now, we've got former Northside coach Ryan Hall talking a little bit of high school football with us tonight. David Canary, what what do you have for Ryan? Hey, Ryan, uh, congratulations on all your accomplishments. Uh, real quickly, obviously you do fall north Northeast Indiana and the SAC, and you obviously knew the score last week, Northside 47, yeah. you know, Snyder 17. Yeah. How do you feel, and, I, and I'm a former Dwinger player myself, how did you feel when you played Dwinger? That was a neighborhood rivalry. What do you see in tonight's game? Yeah, um, you're right, because we were quarantined, so I didn't play last Friday, so I was in my basement. Uh, it's great. I can stream just about every game nowadays. Yeah. That's the one good thing about quarantine, I guess. If you're not playing, you can watch them all. So I, I watched a lot of the SAC games, and uh, – uh, you know, Dwanger was the was the other team that you try to compare yourself with. You in the SAC, they were not really in our section. They weren't in our sectional, but it's a one of the top teams in the conference. So you you want to see if you can compete with them. And um, it, they're two different teams. You know, when you play Snyder, uh, you, you you really want to try to out athletic them if that's a, a word and sometimes you have more athletes than they do uh when you play dwanger um you have to be good up front and uh, a lot of times we weren't that good up front and we were able to hang with snyder because we could we had better athletes maybe that year um when we beat dwanger we had a good offense and defensive line with some athletes so um i don't know what will happen tonight's or t- in tonight's game um, I know that Northside has a lot of athletes. It re- really reminds me of when uh, we were there. Um, but I just don't know. I think Dwayne's offensive line and defensive line will, will cause a little bit of problems for him. But if those athletes get out in space, it could be a good night again for Northside. Great comment, Coach. Yeah, Coach. Um, we got a couple minutes left in this segment. I want to pick your brain a little bit. Well, let's since we were talking about some of those great games against Bishop Dwinger specifically, and we've got the Legends and the Saints playing tonight as our Redeemer Radio game of the week. Let's talk. Um, you know, 2011, 2012, two big wins against Bishop Dwinger. You you touched on them already a little bit, uh, and they were great games. You guys ended up winning by two scores in both of them. The one game that really stands out to me was 2013 where you lost 32-28 on a game where Michael Levette had a monster game. You had Marcus Moon on that team. You had um, Zach McKinstry, who's now with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Really, really tough loss for the Legends. Take us back to that night, if you can, and, and, and how great of a game that was for Fort Wayne football. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a great game. 2011 will always stick out in my mind because that's when we stopped the SAC streak. Of, I think Dwanger had like 45 games in a row. They that's won right. the SAC. That's, so I that, forgot about that. That was what that kind of put us on the map. But 2013, we played Dwanger pretty early on into the season. We were still trying to figure out Levette and what we were going to do, and um, we had them beat till the end of the game. And the defensive coordinator tried to double. I can't remember who your tight end was. One, it was Eifert or Watercutter or whoever, and we tried to double him, and they threw it to somebody. It was Ryan, Ryan Watercutter, Watercutter and, he yeah. was, and he was good. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so we, so we doubled him with McKinstry and another safety, and then they threw it to the other tight end, and they scored uh, late in the game. So I remember that, and you know, but that's the year we won the SAC, and we did beat Snyder that year, but we lost to Dwanger. So I thought in 2013 we had a lot of skill guys. We just weren't very good up front. And not very good. We just weren't as good up front, and that's why Dwanger beat us. That's why I don't know what's going to happen in tonight's game. 
Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for your time, for, for sharing those memories with us. We really appreciate it. We wish you nothing but the best down at Fountain Central. And ladies and gentlemen, that was former Northside coach Ryan Hall on this week's Tailgate Talk Time Machine. All the best, Ryan. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Anytime, any, anything you need. All right. Thanks, Ryan. You take care. back on tailgate talk ladies and gentlemen right now we're going to dive into five games tonight this is our featured game previews we've got some great matchups here in week two we're going to discuss bishop lures at wayne snyder at carroll homestead at concordia south side going over to northrop and outside the county east side at adam central uh, a 2A, 1A matchup down there in monroe and we'll touch on that at the end but first i'm going to turn it over to brent x Tell us a little bit, Brent, what people should expect tonight from Bishop Lures at Wayne. Well, I think you look at Lures from last week. They're dinged up a little bit. It's a It was a physical game, but first and foremost, I think the coaches at Bishop Lures are looking at the film and saying, special teams needs to be a priority this week. Win or lose, it's going to come down to special teams. However, I did like what I saw from their running game last week with Ramon Anderson, as we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Get the kid the ball. He averaged 7.6 yards a carry, and he had three runs over 40, 50 yards that were called back with penalties. Sir Hale also uh, carried the rock and did a good job. The offense line opened up some good holes against a decent Carroll de- defensive front. Yeah, Brent, I thought, uh, and we talked a little bit last week about the young quarterback, Carson Clark, how he looked in that scrimmage. I thought, you know, he did some nice things last week as well. Yeah, he threw for over 52%, and he's going to need that tonight. Watching the film with Wayne, you see Wayne will either come out in a 5-2 defense like they like they did against DeWanger, or in the scrimmage, they came out in a 4-2. Coach Stansky, their offensive coordinator, is going to look at this and say, if they're in a 5-2, look for Carson to throw the ball 30 times. If they come out in that 4-2, they got to hand the ball off to Ramon Anderson. Yeah, but last week, Bishop DeWanger saw that five-man front, and they only threw 16 times. They only needed to throw 16 times. Brendan Lytle completed 11 of those, including four touchdowns. It this is a different team, though, for Bishop Lures, and like you mentioned earlier, you like what Coach Haydock's doing on both sides of the ball, and they have speed. Offensively, you got to look at what he's doing. He's trying to slow the or slow the game down, meaning hold on to the ball, let the play clock run, try to get three yards of carry, and then hurt you with the play action over the top later. Yes, he wants three yards, three yards, three yards, and just grind the game out. You gotta go off the. You gotta go off the field if you're at Lures. You know, you know, Casey. I just had a thought. I was thinking that the, both these teams, both Wayne and Lures, coming off a loss, and it's interesting because they both have a lot of pride. We love Coach uh, Haydock, but we also love Lures, and they're not going to stay down long. It's at Wayne. It's on the turf, so it's going to be interesting to see. No, Wayne's on grass, right? Northrop's got the turf. Yep. Okay. Well, Lures is grass too, so it's the same gra- bowl as out its right, it's a, day, but you you got to get out. Okay, of, it's a grass out, outside but, the north. But my comment is, how will either <laughs> one of these teams respond after a loss? It'll be interesting because I, you know, they both have a lot of pride, and we'll see. And the forecast for tonight looks for scattered storms. Uh, no, right? and I said that. Yep, I it's, said it's, that. You know what? Be, along those lines. That's that's something to keep an eye on tonight. Hasn't rained yet today. I don't think it's, it's going to rain tonight, boys. of Hurricane, right, Hurricane Laura. Oh. Speaking of, we need to keep those folks in the yeah. Gulf area in our, in our prayers. prayers. Absolutely. Thoughts and prayers because 
what a scary sight it is for those people right now. Let's uh, shift gears over to Carroll High School. Snyder at Carroll. This has really become a, a great rivalry. Two former co- assistant coaches that both went for the job when Russ Isaac stepped aside. And um, th- th- these have been great games these last few years. Carroll, big win last, w- last week. Snyder, the big loss last week. If I'm Carroll, Dave, a Carroll fan, I'm a little scared about this because you know Coach Kurt Timmons going to have the Panthers ready. Uh, I would say you're right, Casey, but then we also know there was a big rivalry when Carroll, remember, if you came into the conference, they struggled. <clears throat> they had a hard time playing the Homesteads and the Dwingers and the Snyders back-to-back-to-back. I, I got to be honest with you, this Carroll team is a very good team. They're very experienced. They're well-coached. I like what I see in this Carroll team, and I think Snyder is still recovering from that 40-senior graduation, and we'll see. But I, I think it's going to be a great game, but I think Carroll is uh, – up for the challenge, put it that way. Well, it, think about Snyder's defense opening up with Deuce Taylor and what he did last week through the air, potentially tonight if the weather cooperates. Jeff Becker. I mean, those are the two, uh, as far as I'm concerned, as far as spinning a football, they're the two best uh, quarterbacks in maybe in, in the northern half of the state, if not the entire state. They're that good. Lytle might be up there, but those two are definitely right there. Well, it's uh, definitely a daunting task for Snyder. Uh, they have not started 0 and 2 in eons, so it'll be interesting to see what happens out in the 4-5. And the the other big game here, I think, in the city, it's actually Northeast Indiana Game Night's hot ticket, Homestead at Concordia. Uh, Concordia debuting the new scoreboard, the new turf. We were out there earlier this week my, with my photographer and myself. The Jumbotron. Oh my, it's really impressive. Really cool for Fort Wayne football for these kids to get a play Absolutely. on a field like that. Had a great conversation with Coach Manigal. He loves this team. Brent, I know you've talked to Coach recently as well. This defense is special. This is, I think, by far his best defense. Eight returning had. starters. They fly to the football. Eleven guys to the football is what they do. It's pursuit drill every play. Yep. Also, I think Brandon Davis is coming along. After last year, the twenty-some picks. Yep. This week or this this year showing up, it, t- it was a slow start against South, but second half he poured it on. Well, and he's not forcing the ball. What I saw on film, he's scrambling, extending plays with his feet, either throwing the ball away or tucking and running. And he, so they're not getting those big turnovers that the Cadets had a year ago. He had, like you said, twenty interceptions. If he cuts that number in half or even down further to like five or six. That makes this offense that much more dangerous because Amir Drew last Ugh. week 170 rushing yards against Southside. Southside actually played okay defensively. Dave, any thoughts about Homestead Concordia? Absolutely, uh, Homestead and Concordia. This is my second favorite game of the tonight, Casey. Other than Dwenger, the featured game, Dwenger and Northside. That's the best game on the the docket. But these two teams, Concordia with the eight returning defensive players, great offense, Homestead couple guys out and they still don't fool yourself they got beat last week but they they had that game 21-6 they had the game they were driving to score they could have been a different different outcome but those guys are back tonight though they're back i know and that's going to be a great game so homestead's coming back and it's going to be at concordia it'll be a great game yes brent concordia is going to have their hands full with hardwick they are oh. he leaves so the area in rushing good, 200 what 200 216 I was gonna let's say see how good this is a true test let's see how good Concordia's defense is yeah we'll find out tonight if they can stop the run but here's the thing there is no Luke Goody on the other side Evan, uh, uh, Evan Ornsby is a nice quarterback he's going to be better by the end of the year Luke Goody though was a special talent and made that offense go a year ago no doubt um, last game in the SAC guys before we talk at the end of the program about our game of the week which Dave alluded to let's talk south side at Northrop Again, two teams, you know, heading in d- different directions. 
negative 35 yards last week for Southside. Northrop, the miracle comeback win, 1-0. Coach Dorfler, the Colts statewide coach of the week. Congratulations to him. Yeah, hey. David, what, what are your thoughts about Southside at Northrop? Well, you know, to your point, Casey, Southside, I got just like you said, their defense actually played very well, but when you don't get any rest and your offense does not get a first down. One, they had one. Well, oh, I'm sorry, but was it the fourth quarter? It was so far into the game. I was like, yeah. they those defensive players... Uh, they were exhausted. So if your offense can't get a few string a few things and get some rest, it, it hurts and it's hard. So and Northrop's much improved. I look for uh, they're well balanced. It's going to be. Um, but are they well balanced? Thirty seven carries no, no. for one guy. They've got to throw the ball tonight. I think if you if if this is a game that you're a coach and you feel like you're the better team personnel wise, you've got to don't don't you open think this up. would be the night they would open it up? You have to. I'm just saying you have to against this. Well, well, you can't wait. You can't wait course. until the opponents get stronger. If you're south side, you're loading the box. Yes, so they're going to force you to throw. Yes. We'll see what they have. Yeah. If De- Demarius Cohen, I think I wrote in game night, if he gets 20-plus carries again, and they, they're able to complete a few play-action passes early on, I think Northrop cruises. Oh, yep. So our last game, I'll just finish this up real quick, guys. East side at Adams Central, two unbeatens. East side looked really good last week, thumping our boy Aaron's uh, Heritage Patriots. Uh you know, Aaron, for those of you who don't know, is our producer, our producer extraordinaire. extraordinaire on the other side of the glass. And uh, he's doing a fine job this year, but he's a graduate of Heritage, so we like to tease him about that game. But Coach Colkman will have the Patriots playing, make no mistake. He's a heck of a coach. On the other side of this, Adam Central, Michael Mosher, a longtime coach down there in Monroe. Adam Central, one of the elite 1A programs. This is a game I think that's going to be a coin flip game. We won't tell, talk about that until the end of the program, though. Dr. Osenga of Northeast Chiropractic Center is our 106.3 sports media sponsor. You can catch all the highlights from past games on YouTube. Watch every strategy, play, and halftime interview at youtube.com slash Redeemer Radio. Welcome back to the program, everybody. It's time now for our player interviews from Bishop Dwinger High School senior outside linebacker Sam Pisa. Welcome to the program, Sam. Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks for joining us. Brent X, you got a question for Sam? Absolutely. Tonight you're facing... Deuce Taylor, last week against Snyder, he put up 387 yards passing and five touchdowns, school records, from the sideline Swami himself. How do you stop this attack, or at least slow it down? Yeah, Deuce is a really explosive player. We just have to limit the big plays and get a lot of pressure on him, and as long as our defensive backs do their job, we should be fine. Well, let me follow up real quick with a question there about that game. What... What did you see on film that Snyder didn't do that you guys need to do? I mean, in a nutshell. There was a lot of plays where people were left wide open, and I think we can do a better job of staying on our guys and just making sure we don't give Deuce enough time to work back there. Okay, excellent. If you're just now tuning in, we have Sam Pisa, senior defensive stalwart for the Bishop Dwinger Saints. David Canary, do you have a question for Sam? Sam, hey, just real quick, I remember when you were at St. Vincent's and you and Vinny, and uh, what a long way you've come. You've done a great job, so congratulations on your career. When you're looking at, and Brent kind of asked you about their offense, uh, do you have anything special planned as a defense, not just general coverages? Do you have any, and again, nobody's going to hear it, we're not giving any secrets away, they won't hear while they're playing. Are you going to run any blitzes? you got to do something different. I mean, are you going to mix it up? What are you doing differently to change the game tempo of them? Yeah, obviously we have to change our game plan week to week, but we're just preparing for them like they're any other team. I love that answer. That's a very coachable Coach Garrett but, response. But, but I have to say, Sam, and I know you know this, 
that's not any other team. You don't beat Snyder 47-17 on opening night if you're any other team, right? you got to give them their due props. Nor- yeah. Northside's a good team. It's going to be your toughest you gotta contest. you got to give it to them. They're a really good team. Well, they're they're loaded on both sides of the ball, especially offensively. Those receivers, I think, are are unheralded group. Uh, Hassan uh, Lambert, a hard nosed running back, and then of course Deuce Taylor. If if they if they have time to throw tonight, I think it's a tough game, tough matchup for the Saints. Sam, talk a little bit about your your time at Bishop Dwinger with the, with the football program and with the baseball program, playing for Coach Garrett, and just how your faith has played such an important role being part of the Saints. Yeah, Coach Garrett's a great coach. He is all about all his players. He doesn't show favoritism to anybody, and he loves to get people into games and stuff. And uh, Faith has obviously played an important role in all of this because before every Friday night we go to Mass before the game. I love that. And, Dwayne yeah, tradition. And sometimes we got Father coming out to practice for confessions too, so that helps a lot. Are you spending a lot of time in confession, Sam? Uh, occasionally. That's good because it's you get a lot of graces from that sacrament. Well done, Sam Pisa. We are so glad you joined us tonight. We wish the Saints nothing but success Friday night and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Sam Pisa, senior outside linebacker from Bishop Dwinger. Proud of you, Sam. Keep up the good work. We are back. This is Tailgate Talk. Thank you to Sam Pisa for tonight's player interview from Bishop Dwinger High School. Speaking of Bishop Dwinger, David, we have a big contest tonight. The Saints travel over to Chambers Field to take on the 1-0 Northside Legends in our game of the week. David, I know you spoke with Coach Garrett this week. What did he have to say about this week of practice and also about uh, the Legends? Of course, a lot of respect for the Legends, and especially the way they played last night. Northside is an exceptional team this year. Um, his virtue this week, Casey, is discipline, which we all need. And it's basically discipline for life. And he just encouraged the guys to say, you know, the great thing about Coach Garrett is, you know, when you're in high school, he gets a chance to form these young men into good Catholic future fathers and husbands. And so he's, he's basically saying whatever we have going on, whether it's the world around us with COVID, uh, weather, whatever's happening – fight through it, stay the course, be disciplined. And so staying together, they're going to fight that. Uh, it's a big heavyweight battle. So that's what Coach Garrett is inspiring the guys with, and I think they'll be ready. My comment on Dwenger on these big games is, what do we always say about football? Three phases, special teams, on these big, tight games. It always boils down to a PAT, a field goal, a, a, a muff punt, uh, a kickoff, you know, t- to Brent's point last field week. Field position. Field position, exactly. Deep punting. So Coach Garrett's son, Simon, great punting. I think he had over 42 and a half yards punting last week on the first game. The, the, the kicker, I like to call him Blanda, George Blanda's grandson, but it's Blanda. Yeah, Joe Blanda, St. Charles he, product. Yeah, he kicked, what, seven PATs? In, I mean, he, they've got great seven special teams. Yeah. Well, seven points times five would be five. 35 points. <laughs> it's all right, Dave. And that, then the clock that had Bishop to run. Bishop Dwinger math is kicking in. No, no. I did, hey, I got great Dwinger math. I use it all the time. <laughs> no, Dave, you talked a little bit uh, about the weather. Um, there's some clouds in the sky tonight. There may be some wind whipping up because of the remnants from Hurricane Laura. Is uh, Could that be a factor tonight, you think? Uh, no rain, but they're back on grass, and Dwinger likes grass. You know, they're on turf in the last couple of years, but they're on the grass field, and uh, maybe that'll slow down some of the speed element of Northside. Maybe not, but I think Dwinger's looking forward to a good physical game, and this is going to be one of the top games in the city this year. 
Well, last week, uh, John Michael Fabini had two sacks off the edge, uh, big plays for Bishop Dwinger's defense. It, it seems pretty clear to me, Dave, that if the Saints don't disrupt Deuce Taylor tonight in the backfield, they're toast. Do you agree with that? No, I agree. And then, look, Dwinger's hallmark is what? You, you heard Coach Hall reference it earlier. Dwinger's defenses, their lines, big, physical, smash-mouth football. But I, we also talked to Sam Pisa. I, I challenged Sam off the air to say, Sam, you got to get a couple more pressures or sacks more than uh, John Michael Fabini. So I think Dwinger's defense is going to have to do something different to contain him, to get pressure on him. He had pressure on him last week, Casey, and thrown off his back foot, and he was throwing just beautiful throws. I, I – I respect his athletic play. I don't know if you can do that two weeks in a row in a row with a Dwinger defense in your face, but we'll find out. Vinny Fee Cable, I'm sure we'll have something to say about that. Yeah, Brent, you've you've watched film on both these teams. Um, what what are your thoughts about Dwinger's defense, and how would you how would you attack that Northside uh, offense, knowing what Deuce did last week? It sounds like from our player interview with Sam, they're on the right track. You have to disrupt Deuce Taylor in the pocket. And you have to do a better job than Snyder did at staying with the receivers. I saw Sewell from Northside. He beat a, a Snyder DB by five yards. Yes. And, uh, Ronald, Col- and Ronald, Ronald Collins. Ronald Collins III yep. had a great game. Yeah. Those are the two guys, Sewell and Collins. you gotta, you got to take care of them. One thing I want to bring up, and I'm sure Dwinger fans remember this. Remember last year in this game, they were christening – New Shields Field, right against Northside. Dwinger dog. Do you remember in that first half, all the drop balls by Northside? They dropped a, sh- a touchdown in the end zone. They dropped a. a Who was a the quarterback pass. at that time, though? I think it, it was, was Collins. No, I think it might. I think it might. It been, was Collins because it might it was have the been first... the, the freshman, the ba- the Bassett kid, Brayshawn Bassett. Well, we'll I check that. Right. At either either way, it wasn't Deuce Taylor. It, it wasn't. Point. To my point, he and, was overthrowing. And, but people. there was, I, if I remember correctly, six or seven drop balls, including two picks. Change it. It was. It ended up being a route. I, I believe thirty six zero, thirty seven zero. It wouldn't have necessarily made the difference, but it would. It, it certainly would have kept the game closer much longer than it did. I agree, and you're exactly right. And I, I think it was Collins at quarterback, but I'm not sure. But there was just a timing issue. Just for you know, like three yards ahead of the guy leading him, a couple balls wide open, I, wide open. Some of them were just flat out drops. There's no. Yeah, other one way guy it. touched one and did drop it. But you're right, Casey. That's a great point. That was the first, and I referenced you my, had your hot dog. Well, that that's night. why we always joke. It was my first. I, I the first Dwinger dog ever at the uh, yeah, new stadium. Yeah, that's an answer to a trivia question. Dave had, uh, and then he followed up with like four more and two big bags of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, uh, we got about a minute and a half left in this segment um general thoughts on the other side of the ball Northside's defense against bishop dwinger's offense how can the saints be successful tonight against a really athletic d no i i'm actually i have concerns i'm going to be honest with you again truth with compassion right dwinger's offensive line i don't think played very well and i'll give you the stats they didn't have they had 52 yards of rushing. They did not exceed 100 yards of rushing. The quarterback was running for his life at a lot of times. And, yeah, he made great plays. I, I didn't feel comfortable with their offensive line play. I know it's a new group of guys. Um, Vinny Fiacable being the, the starter back. Busher didn't play. So I'm just saying you got new you got guys in there, and that makes a big difference. So yeah, we'll see. I, I think that's a, an area to keep an eye on tonight. If Dwinger can't run the ball, they're in trouble. And I, Brent, I know you want to echo that. Well, I like what Coach Garrett does, but in big games – Devin Tippman needs to touch the ball more. Yes. He's a great linebacker, don't get me wrong, but you got to score too. And Devin Tippman 
could be one of the best running backs in this conference. He's a physical presence. And, and, and cousin K.J. Tittman. Those two guys, if, if, if I'm Bishop Doinger tonight, they're getting a, a lot of touches. To Keep up Deuce Taylor game. off the field. Keep Deuce on the sidelines. Run the ball. Pretty simple uh, equation. And if, if you don't do it, it's going to be a track meet, and you will not uh, wind up on the right side of the scoreboard. So when we come back, we're going to discuss the Swami spreads and predictions. We'll recap last week's effort. <laughs> Do we have to? We yes. have to, David. Okay, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a lot we'll of fun. We'll make the new, newcomer feel welcome, Casey. It's all right. Stay tuned, everybody. Football fans, the St. Felix Catholic Center in Huntington, Indiana, offers one-day and overnight retreats with over 70 rooms. Be sure to visit Our Lady in her grotto and walk the 30 scenic acres. St. Felix is the former home of Blessed Solanus Casey. You can visit their website at sfcatholiccenter.com to schedule your next meeting or retreat. Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! How I wish Welcome back. It is time for the Swami spreads and predictions. We have to recap week one, gentlemen. Um... Oh, boy. Yeah, we talked about upsets on the high school landscape. I don't know if this is, uh, qualifies as an upset or not, but Brent X leads the way after one week of action with a 4-3 and three record. Congratulations, Brent. I tip Thank my hat you. to Thank you, Brent. The Knights let me down. If they wouldn't have, I'd well, be, what, 5-1? and one? Woulda, coulda, shoulda. 6-1? and one? Perhaps. Oh, not bad for a rookie. Not hey, I'm coming. Well, we like to l- we like to let you feel welcome. Thank you. We'll yeah, see what Dave you do is very week. he's very generous. He, very generous. Uh, David two and four last week. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> um, yeah, you left off where you started, or you you started where you left off 2019. Yeah, when you, you had a lowbrow moment. Uh, Dwinger let me down. You know, they get up 35 nothing, and they get that, they get that uh, kind, loving, let's let the other team. And I don't like that. I want to go all the way to the fourth quarter and pound, pound it. it. You like to so pound that's okay. Now, well, I'll know, now I know what to do. Well, let's get into the, tonight's games and see if you can't rally, Dave. I'm going to start with Brent, since you're ahead. Thank uh, you. Bishop Lures at Wayne. The sideline Swami says Wayne by six. Wayne minus six? Yeah. What do you like? And this is double shockable. I'm going to take the Knights. Oh, my gosh. Are you double-shocking that? No. Okay. Not, not this week. Okay. Hey, if I see some more tackling. Lures fans, that tells you everything you need to know. I saw a little doubt in Coach X's eyes. A little doubt. No doubt. But he's still taking the ninth. David, who do you like? I'm going to take Wayne, um, just for the fact that I did, I did like Lures. I thought they are much improved. Their special teams didn't impress me, and I think Wayne's got some decent talent. Speed. And speed, and I think their defense is good enough to k- hang with Lures. Uh, I don't know if their offense can score. We'll see. Okay. No double shock. No double shock. Okay. Snyder at Carroll. David, uh, sideline Swami says Carroll by 13. Could you ever imagine? No. Dave, who do you like? Uh, Can I double shock it? No. You can pick a a winner, though. I'll take Carroll. Oh, look at that. Guaranteed. Oh, a guarantee. Look at you. I'm going to take Snyder behind Halpert, the young young quarterback. Okay. Well, that's a tough spot to be in uh, with the weight of the world on your shoulders. But you know what? He's got a nice pedigree, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, two games in, two differentials already. Uh, game number three, Homestead at Concordia. Again, the game night. Hot ticket, if you will. Swami says Concordia by seven. Brent, who do you like? Swami is exactly on the money. I'm going to take Concordia 31-21. Oh, you're you're just covering by a a field goal. Wow. How about you, Dave? 
I'm going to take uh, Homestead, so I'm completely opposite of Brent. So far, he's either going to be 3-0 and or 0-3, or I'm going to be. I'm or it could take... be 1-2 and two or 2-1. Two and one. No, no. No, no. No, it's going to be 3-0. and oh. I'm going to take Homestead. I feel very comfortable getting the points. I, I only say that, getting the points. You like Braden Hardwick They're, toting the I rock, like don't you? a guy that can run the ball, control. I think they were, like I said on the thing, they were, They are. he's a leading rusher. Brent's. Homestead. New quarterback, not going to ruin the night at their new stadium. Well, the new upgrade stadium. Yes, the renovation, the 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 makeover, the remodel. Wow, what you're forgetting is they're the sack champions. Have you a little any respect? Oh, these are they, they, points. The, the, Homes, yeah. Homestead, yeah. and I'm getting seven points. That's a, I'll take that all day long. I all right. love it too much. I feel so good right now. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I love it so much. All right, hey, we're getting carried away. Let's stay in the sack. Southside at Northrop. Coach Roosevelt Norfleet, remember, he's a former Bruin. He's mm-hmm. going back to his alma mater. Can that offense get going? Swami says Northrop by 25. Brent, who do you like? Uh, letdown game from Northrop. For, they're going to win, don't get me wrong, but I'll take Southside in the points. You like 25-point lead, do you? Yeah. Okay. How about you, D- DK? I'm going to take Northrop. Oh, my god! And the reason is we're 0 for, you're going to go 0 for 4, my young friend. Uh, and the reason I'm going to do it is Southside showed me negative 35 yards in offense until they can show me they can run the ball against anybody. They aren't going to – they're at the bottom of the SAC Yikes. for me. They, but they did in the scrimmage. I know it was just uh, a scrimmage, Casey. but they, these two scrimmaged one another along with Wayne. It was a jamboree-style scrimmage two weeks ago. I'm telling you, I thought I Southside it. did some good things. Casey. You and I were watching it. Yep. I, I work off of results. I, I'm, I, I grew up in the state of Missouri. Show me, don't tell me. Sample scrimmage size. Means nothing That's to me. not Sample true. Size. I know better than that. I'm You're an Indiana loser. guy. Yeah. Fort Wayne. Born and raised. Why would you lie to our listeners so casually? It's like the that? show me state. I just want to say, oh. show me. Come on, I want to see. You'll, you'll find out. You'll me. find out this week when you're zero and six on your pick. <laughs> would you like to put a side wager on that? No, Hang on. Would no, you like no, to buy no, me a no. glass of red wine? No. Here, no, here no. we go. Here we go. Careful. We've got two more games. Uh, we're going to step outside the satchel. East side at Adams Central. I love these small schools. Two great battles. teams, by the way. Um, East side. Swami says Blazers by three. David. This game is at. I'm going to take at Adam Central. I'm going to take uh, Adam Central won last year, I believe, by a tutty. I'm going to take East Side. I knew you would. I am too. Okay. Lure sectional opponent. East Side's bringing a lot back. Yeah, they do have a lot back. I like uh, the the Lane boys, Kleckner and Burns, the quarterback Laban Davis. This is a good team. Last game, the game of the week. We've got about 45 seconds, guys. I'm going to tee this up. Uh, I'm going to go to you, Brent, first. Bishop Dwinger at North Side. Swami says in the upset special, Northside by four. I'm he taking. Flipped. I'm taking the legends. You, you're laying the four. I like the speed with from Northside, and I like Deuce Taylor. Okay, well there you hear it. Double you're shock. Dan- oh, it is a double shock. He lo- he loves what the legends are doing offensively. David, do you have any thoughts? Oh, I do. I want to say Northside. Double shock. I'm taking. You're taking Northside. North Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And you're I, double I like, shocking it. I like the balance. I, I told you, offensive line is going to come down an offensive uh, line, and Dwinger's offensive line did not impress me. They're not physical and they don't move. Ye, I, I think it's ye, ye of little faith. We shall see. Show we me. shall see, folks. That, that is it for tailgate talk. We're going to send it out to the guys at the two respective Bishop games. Stay tuned for those games. Check us out next week at six o'clock on 106.3 FM. Thanks, everybody.